Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Steve Edge is here. Good morning. Morning, my friend. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah, good. Good, yeah. good. Okay. Getting through it. We were in here. Very oh, yeah, you're in uh, Goza. Gozo. Why do I always get it wrong? Something to do with Ghostbusters. We decided, didn't we? I did it on text the other day and I saw you very, uh, like, yeah, just, just, subtly yeah. correcting me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's windy here, the weather's bad, it's windy. It's right. The other day, there was a mm. like a massive thunderstorm at like six in the morning. Ooh, you know, the ones that. that you jump out of bed. Oh, and have a look out the window, yeah. Well, no, this is the oh. thing. No, it was like a terrifying one and everyone else is in a hotel, but I'm in a fort which is like across the road like it's turned into an holiday a fort yeah this is the thing so when the thunder and lightning everybody went oh my god and I went I saw that I'm in a fort sad cannons in this I'll be alright bit of thunder and lightning is that it yeah that's not going to affect you no it's absolutely fine well that's exciting and you're filming out there yeah yeah doing a bit of filming yeah 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 what you do? Can you tell us what you're doing? Or? I can't. I can't no, say. No, no, no. That's no. not my job, is it? No, no. Of course, that is not your. Not they're filming. Your job. Um, they're filming Gladiator here, but they're Moroccan and they're coming here. Yeah, yeah. Doing what? Bradley movie. Walsh and his son, the, the new BBC yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I think Gladiator that is that one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, just I saw <laughs> Wolf. Well, it was a fella who looked like Wolf on a motorbike. Um, That's like, a wooga. You think they just do yeah. pine wood or something? Like no, not anymore. Local. No, it's easier to film it in Morocco apparently, and then come here. <laughs> Gladiator, ready! Yeah, so all that's that. exciting. There's all sorts of filming going on here. That's so, you know, I can't say what I'm doing, but it's, there's all No, no, you can't, I know. Actually, no, I know, I think I saw on Sally Lindsay's, uh, she's, she? she's, filming, she's filming something out there at the moment, yeah. She's not, is she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Madame weird. Blanc, uh, well, I saw Robin Asquith, but obviously somewhere. he lives here, doesn't he? So, oh, is she doing Madame Blanc again? Oh, that's I good. don't know. I don't know, but I think there's definitely some lots of things going on. But I'm excited for you. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's good, good to be busy, lad. Good to be busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've yeah. been um, I've been you in Oz this week. Haven't you? Have you started yeah. rehearsals? Yes, yeah. started the rehearsals this week for the Wizard of Oz. I not, bet it's not... windy. I bet it's windy in Oz, isn't it? Oh mate, lifting Talk houses up wind. and all sorts. <laughs> oh my goodness, tornado on Tuesday. Oh, my. oh, never even witnessed one. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we've got a tornado. Trying to trying to put that on stage. Quite funny in um, rehearsals because obviously we don't have any of the sound effects or stage or anything mm. that makes it a tornado. Oh, so so you're it just is, pretending this. So it's just grown <laughs> people running around, uh, like trying, like pretending. I know that's what acting is, but uh, yeah, are they all going in the same direction? Yeah, they all, but at least yeah. when you're in it and, and there's sound effects and things moving, and you know you can really get into it. When it's just you with you know six or seven people you've just met in your jogging um, bottoms. Yeah, holding a pret sandwich in East London. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Mr. Gale. Ooh, me pickles fell out. Me sandwich. <laughs> Coming. The storm's here. It's all. Uh, no, but it's good. It's good. I think I'll tell you more about it. But uh, it's um, yeah. It's been a good. It's been a good productive week. We're, we're right through. We're right through to um, we started, and we're right through to when she meets all the. All the all the different um, friends along the way, yeah. along the, along the yeah. Illibrit Road. Who are you again? Which one are you? I'm the lion, mate. Cowardly lion. Cowardly lion. lion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call me that. It's not. He's not been. He's not been. Um, you're not going to get cancelled for calling him the cowardly lion. He's all right. I feel like you should though. Now. You know I know. I mean? Like, whoa! How dare you? 
She's got oh, anxiety you, issues, actually. Just sensitive. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just think about um, the lion's mental health, will you? Yeah. Just for a second. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, no, he's good. I'd say it's great. It's really good fun. Um, we're in rehearsals for uh, for Wizard of Oz, and um, everyone's so nice. It's so it's great, and it's um, it's a fun one. I say Ashley Banjo does a brilliant Tin Man. There's a like, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. he does a dance. I mean, I don't think that's spoiling it, isn't it? You'd be disappointed if he didn't. Yeah, yeah if he didn't, you'd be a bit disappointed. You'd <laughs> <Yeah>. be livid. <laughs> if he just if he started, I'm trying to move away from all the dance stuff. Yeah, that's just funny. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I accepted this role and been acting there. I don't want to do the dance stuff anymore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Okay, we might have to no, cut scene, scene four. <laughs> he does. He does a good, a great one as the, as the uh, Tim Man is coming to life mm-hmm. from being all stiff into you know loosening up. So you can sort yeah. of imagine that. But um, uh, be quite interesting on Monday, actually, uh, because he meets his understudy who's got to learn it. <laughs> That's going to be a tough one, but uh, these these guys are pros, Steve. They'll they'll yes, smash it. I'm they'll sure. Smash it. Yeah. Um, there was a very funny moment the other day. We were all sat around. Um, so at the beginning of any show, generally TV or or um, film or, or play, you, you have a big read through, don't you, Steve? You sort of have a yeah, sit around yeah. and you read through the script. So we're all sat around in a big circle and. You know, when you're in a show like a, that sort of, that could be seen as like, um, you know, uh, facade, I suppose. You know, it's just, it's just a silly old show getting to win mm. Wizard of Oz. But the original book of The Wizard of Oz is actually like a satirical political statement yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um, you know, there's essays on it saying, you know, to say that, you know, the, the, the yellow brick road represents gold and the the uh, scarecrow represents the American farming industry and Tim yeah. Man, in, the, the um, uh, sort of technology. And in, in, that, yeah, 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 exactly. And, and the Cowardly Lion is the is the military, you know, and, and they just lost the Spanish-American war. And all. There's lots of ways you can you can read it. That, none of yeah. that's in this show, you know what I mean? No, that, no, that, no, it's no, not no, that no. deep. That's Banjo doing a breakdance. Exactly, it's that, you know, me being a Cowardly Lion. But what, what you do need to do when you're doing a show as long as this is sort of find these things to... To sort of get into, I think anyway, you sort of find oh, yeah, yeah. to hold You've on. You've got to find a backstory just to, to keep yourself interested. Just don't to keep you? yourself, yeah, exactly. To keep yourself engaged, and otherwise, just rocking up, doing some lines and leaving. You've got to find an emotional journey, an arc, mm. as it were. And um, and, and we will go around the circle, and there's lots of conversations on like, do the witches know the wizards are fraud? Do they let him? Mm. Are they letting him off, or do they? Yeah, as he managed yeah. to to hoodwink them and. You know, one of the witches is saying, yeah, well, you know, I think my character represents this. And, you know, I'm sort of saying about the, the lion and cowardice. And, All right, don't big um, your part up too much. Just, you know, just, just do tackle in the corner. There's <laughs> a lot of that going on. And, uh, you know, Dorothy, what does she represent? And what are you feeling at this point? What's your motivation at this point? And oh. then it gets to Gary Wilmot, who is fantastic. Like, has already rocked up, knows his lines, knows his song. He's ready to go. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just a, an absolute pro and he's very charming and brilliant. And um, it gets around to Gary Wilmot and Darren says, what, um, what, do you th- what do you think the, uh, the, the, the wizard's, he's playing the wizard, uh, the wizard's motivation is at this point? And Gary says, you know, I just think he's thinking, am I going to make that 947 out of Charing Cross home? <laughs> <laughs> I thought well, that's a bit of honesty there because we are, yeah. you know, even when you're in the middle of a show, you are thinking, "What time are we done?" 
Mm. Like you can't get an Uber at that time as well. Yeah, it's it'll, tough, that'll be high, high time, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just those those moments where, and that's what I love about this show. That was one of the first things I asked. They were like, uh, "Do you want to do this?" I said, "I'd love to." How long is it? Yeah, you, yeah. you've it, got to know. Like a, yeah. like I do my stand up. What time's this show finish? People like to know. They like some certainties in life. I can tell you because I've seen. I, I, we've mentioned on the radio recently. There's about three or four shows I've seen in the last few weeks. Ninety minute first half. No, no thanks. No, thank you. You're wrong. You, you're wrong to do that. Somebody you, could have edited this down a bit because you exactly. end up watching it, going, "Could have lost that. Could have lost that. 100%. Didn't need those. Yeah, big time. They dragged that out. Why have they added that dance bit? You know, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I can very much confirm we are one hour <laughs> first half and like fifty minutes second half, and off you go. That's Seven o'clock start. We're done for nine o'clock. Perfect. Perfect. I know that's not the first thing you want to know about. Second. But I think as soon as you your bottom sit, touches the floor, touches the floor, sorry, touches yeah. the seat, you, you yeah. do get a seat at the Palladium. Sometimes um, the flap goes up though, doesn't it? You know when somebody oh, goes past and you stand we, up and you get sorry after you, after you, and then you go sit down and you miss it. <laughs> we've all been there. Well, I told you that time I took my mum to see Glenn Close in Sunset Boulevard and we yeah. sat like front row of the circle. There was tickets were stupid, like 200 quid each from a mad mad price traveled down on the train stayed at a nice hotel gone to a steak restaurant she sat there with a champagne and a program and really treated her like a big birthday present as soon as the bottom touched the seat she went what time is this finish that's what you need to know these are the questions people are asking yeah so there you go that's prime that's the the, the the question answered this is jason manford this is you might have missed us uh, last week on the show, um, but uh, we we cancelled because my nana uh, Manford sadly passed away uh, last Friday, um, and uh, that was very sad. Obviously, mm. as you can imagine, uh, ninety nine mm. though, Steve. That's pretty good, isn't it? Pretty impressive. Mm. And yeah. I actually sort of, I genuinely think because she, she lived with my parents um, for the last ten years, and I think that I think the annoyance of that because it did annoy her <laughs> how loud the house was how busy it was you know all that um yeah. i think the annoyance of that kept her alive to be honest yeah yeah just anger is a great motivation <laughs> honestly, <laughs> just holding a, on to life isn't it? yeah yeah i think she was genuinely annoyed for a lot of it um the noise the dog running in kids and just sitting there trying to watch telly but no she was a lovely lovely she was a perfect nana you know one of those sort of nanas who like if you were going to design one. Hmm, draw um, a nana. Yeah, design yeah. a nana from scratch. That's her. That's yeah. her. So, yes. Yeah, so it was a very sad uh, week. And um, I was, I don't know, I was in blooming Abu Dhabi, wasn't I? Three, the three days I was away. Yeah. And uh, that was the day that, uh, also I was in a theme park, which was also a weird time Bet, to yeah. find out by something. That was an odd, I was in Ferrari world. And uh, I was on like cars. Well, yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's good, like, it was good, but it, you know, it sort of took the shine off it, you can imagine. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite, like, not even a joke, it was, it was quite literally a roller coaster of a day because I, I was on this, like, slightly, like, sort of trip, like, VIP trip where they were showing me around. Right. I was also dealing with, yeah, so I was like, but I was also dealing with this thing at home and trying to sort out my dad and, my, and, and letting people know and... Mm, yeah. And then in between, I was like trying to keep it together because I was with a couple of friends who were really excited about Ferrari World. And I didn't want to spoil their day by 
telling them this news. So yeah. I was like, trying yeah. to keep it inside. And then they were like, you're coming on this one? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I mean, it's not funny, but it, like, no, now yeah. when I look back, it's like, I looked, I looked at some of the photos of me on a roller I went on a roller coaster, like two roller coasters. And after a while, I went, I, do you know, I'm going to leave it. That's not in the mood. But um, there's photos of me on a roller coaster, like, you know, grieving essentially. You know, it was yeah, just a, staring into the middle distance. Very weird juxtaposition uh, to be in. But uh, yeah, it was a really upsetting weekend. But now we're in that sort of stage of like finding, you know, when you start telling funny stories about it. Yeah, you know, acceptance and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, and working out how expensive funerals are, Steve. I mean, mm, I've never had to yeah. pay for one before. Yeah, What's that about? They're not cheap, are what they? What an absolute racket. Because yeah. they can just sort of tell you whatever. Just go, that's how much does that cost? You go, oh, well, I've got no choice, have I? No, not really. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I've got to pay for it. I've got, got to go for it. So, um, yeah, so, but we said it'll be nice. It'll be nice. So that's... Um, that's in a few weeks' time uh, mm. as well. So we've got all that to deal with. But uh, I wanted to just say thank you to uh, all the messages. i got so many messages. My goodness, thousands, I think, on, on various social media platforms and um, lots of lovely comments. Because uh, obviously over the years uh, of my career, I've talked about my nana a lot, any sort of funny stories that have come out of it and stuff and, and, and all the madness. That she, and how supportive she was and she was mm. such a laugh. So um, I, uh, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you to, to, to everybody for all those messages. Oh, oh, nice. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Okay, it's so long. Why? Questions for Steve. Hang on. Questions for Steve. Questions for Steve. Right. Okay. It's me. It's me saying questions for Steve for questions for me. I don't get it. I know, but it's okay. It's okay. You maybe you're playing a character. Yeah. Feels like I'm pushing this feature a bit too hard by doing the jingle. Yeah, it does. It's basically emails. Yeah, there's not. I mean, there's not going to be many questions, is there? One of them was about Canic Chase. That's it, I think. Hey, that was a good one, though. It was, it was yeah. a good one. The black-eyed child. Mm. Um, if you want to, uh, if you have got a question for Steve or me, it's fine as well. Uh, <clears throat> you can email Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. We've got one from Janet Curtis, Steve. Okay. <clears throat> okay. My question for Steve is: What is your perfect Sunday? Mine always starts with listening to you guys and would end with a roast beef dinner with the family uh, cooked by my husband. Also going to throw another question in for Adem, our producer Adem. You've got one. Question for Adem. Question for Adem. Doesn't doesn't work as well. Um, Would you ever consider doing another live broadcast with an audience? Why are you asking Adem that? That's our our choice. (laughs) If we we do that or not. Why is he asking the producer? He's he's sort of in charge, isn't he? He's sort I mean... Is he? In as much as you're in charge of a bus going down a hill and the brakes have gone. (laughs) Like, you can steer it, but you you can't stop it. There's not much you can do to stop it. (laughs) Yeah, there's still going to be a disaster at some point. There's still going to be another Ofcom complaint, isn't there? (laughs) Still not over it. Um, So what do you reckon, Steve? Perfect Sunday. Um, well, I mean, that earth sounds pretty good, but I, I like the, the morning what, a family cook, A family meal cooked by her husband? Yeah, but you before that, I, I, like a, I like a lazy breakfast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all right. In, so it's food-based. Yeah. Your Sunday's a food-based day. Well, it is, but it's like it's getting me, me two boys in, and my wife all in one bed and just watching oh, sort of... that. Oh, that's the first time I've heard you say, you two boys. That's cute. And that's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Lego Masters oh. Australia. Love a bit of oh, that. Oh, I love it. 
Lego Masters. The other ones aren't as good. No. None of the Lego Masters. But Lego Masters Australia. They're all good, like, but that one's the best, I would say. Yeah, but you know, it's like MasterChef, isn't it? You know, in Australia, where they go, it's Sushi Week, we're flying everybody to Japan. It's a, it's yeah. a different deal in, 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 <laughs> yeah. in, in, in Australia. So yeah. it's just sitting in the bed, having a bit of breakfast with the boys, like that. Mm-hmm. And then a little pot. Who's nothing, made that nothing. breakfast, Steve? I'll have made the breakfast. I'll have, yeah, of course. Or we might have just, we might have just eaten it or delivered it, you know, because you can do that on a Sunday, can't It's really lazy, but yeah, got to treat yourself. And I wonder if you could. Bed. I wonder if you left yeah. the door on the latch, could you put on the information to Deliveroo? Bring it upstairs. in the door, up the stairs, we're on the top floor. Yeah, could you listen for the sound just, of Lego Masters? Yeah, and it just it just knocks on your bedroom door. Deliveroo. Hey, mate, yeah, just pop it in here. Just the pop it on the end of the bed there, mate. Pop it on the end of the bed there. What's the little one? <laughs> so you've that, done that, that yeah <laughs> and then then what have you done then i'd like to sit outside for a bit if the weather's nice mm-hmm. maybe i'll have a little have a little coffee outside that's what i do there in the little nice. garden dappled on and um, we're, we're talking sunshine we're talking that's yeah it's Sunday? got to be sunshine yeah, yeah. it's perfect and all the doors are open the cats are happy Lovely. cats have been fed they've stopped shouting at me yeah it's food based it's based, mine's basically feeding people yeah, and then you get on with Sunday yeah, lunch. So I think, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I can be left alone. Put food in their mouths so they can't. Yeah, then, then I've got to start the roast now, and I oh, my life. Yeah. It's never ending, isn't it? I get five minutes to have a coffee, and now I'm going to do another roast. <laughs> Why are you stressing yourself out on the perfect Sunday, Steve? <laughs> well, I, think, well I, I mean, the perfect Sunday, just get caterers in. <laughs> well, yeah, if it was absolutely perfect. Yeah, Somebody I lifts think. me from my bed. <laughs> Pops a pair of those headphones on, like on Mr. and Mrs. where you can't hear anything. Yeah. And then just leaves me alone in a room to read a book. I'd love to read a book. I'd love to. I've been reading the same book since February. I just keep buying books going, oh, that looks good. I'll read that. Well, I I think the hobby of buying books is a different hobby to the one that is reading books. I think they're mm, two separate right. hobbies. It's like, it's like records, buying records yeah. and listening to records, having exactly. the time to listen to a record. It's the yeah. same thing. They're two different things. But that does sound like a perfect Sunday, Steve. I'll have it. Mm. Yep. What, was your, what, is your, what would your perfect Sunday be? We've done mine. mine. Um, Leave I me say, alone is basically the mine. Leave me I alone, mean, I'm sick of cooking. What's yours? Yeah, that's, that's not far off it, is it? I think that there is. Okay. <laughs> but no, I, I like, I, often I've worked, you know, away all week as well. So Sunday's my day where I catch up with family and people and kids and all that. So um, I think a perfect Sunday would be to get up. Ideally, there's there's a match on. You know, I'd like to. Uh, that's always a, quite a nice thing to do. So at some point, one of the yeah. football games are on, yeah. and you can get round and, and uh, watch that. My dad's maybe pop round and see my parents. Yeah, um, that's nice. We've been, in fact, the last three Sundays, I think we've um, we've gone to. There's a lovely. There's like an American style restaurant near where we live. Um, there's two actually. One in Points and one in Wimslow called Hickory Smokehouse. Oh, they love a smokehouse, don't they? Now they they're popping up everywhere. They're aren't everywhere they? aren't they? Smokehouses with your, with your burnt ends and your oh, they love a burnt end. Yeah, yeah. There's all that um, pulled pork and all that. What 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 is pulled pork? He's Where the one who on X Factor, isn't he? Is he the one who on X Factor? <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> so we've uh, yeah, so we've been going there. So it's, it's nice. So then I've taken the the whole cooking thing out of just out of the that's equation. Good. Yeah. yeah. 
and I just get everybody around. And um, and so so last week, for example, you know, I said my nana just died on the Friday. We went right, let's get everybody together, and we just all went out for a big family meal, um, like fifteen of us, and uh, and had a little chat and stuff. And it was just yeah, it was lovely, just nice little. So I think Sunday is a family day, isn't it? Sunday's a day where you yeah maybe catch up with friends or ring somebody. Do you get that alert on your iPhone that says, "Hey, it's Sunday. Why don't you Facetime a friend?" No, you been getting that? Yeah, I get like an, no. a little alert on a Sunday. And it says, hey, it's Sunday today. From my iPhone, Steve. Yeah, I just say, leave me alone, iPhone. I've got enough on. <laughs> iPhone tells me to ring my friends. In. I've got to cook this roast. Why, why yeah. don't you FaceTime your friends, it says. Well, you FaceTime your friend. <laughs> <laughs> Can you reply? <laughs> you can't really, no. You can't. Um, but, yeah, I, hopefully you'll be having your perfect So What is your perfect Sunday? I'd love to know. What your perfect Sunday is, and and do we are we included in your perfect Sunday? Because Steve, uh, you know you've got to remember on the radio, you know a mm. lot of people choose to listen to the show, and we really appreciate that, and we love that, you know. But a lot of people, Steve, they're at work and it's just on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's just on. It's forced on them almost, you know. So oh, that'd be annoying if you're at work now and you're listening to about perfect oh, Sundays was... and you're all at home with your family and they're like, "Let's <laughs> do wittering on." Fingers down a drain. Play a song, mate. Play a song. Um, but yeah, let us know. Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Uh, it's hashtag bin chat. Hashtag bin chat. Hashtag bin chat. So he doesn't like a short jingle, does he? No. Um, we've got one from uh, Gail McCarran. Um, okay. Who says my colleague um, and bin chat? By the way, if, you, if, if you're a new listener, uh, this was we started this during lockdown, didn't we? Where all we were talking was, about was there was bins. no other news, was there? It's it was only about bins, bins. and yeah. so we've tried to just keep the, the spirit of bin chat uh, going. Um, it's um, I would say it's an incidental feature, Steve. It's sort of once yes. every few weeks now we, we see a, it a is story now, yes, or, yeah. or an email, uh, for example, from Gail. Uh, my colleague Jill, not real name. Okay, already. There's something going on, isn't there? It's going to be bad. Uh, Had a bin-related feud with us in the office. Her telling was much more elaborate, but uh, I've tried to condense it a little bit. And we appreciate that, Gail. We do, we do. She takes pride in her bins, uh, pressure washes them regularly. Mm. They have a sticker with the name of her house on them and are as clean as a bin can be. Okay. She lives down the lane, so it's hard to roll her bin to the top for the collection when it comes at a time to collect it. Only a dusty, dirty bin was there, so her clean one's gone, Steve. Oh. She okay. outright asked her neighbour who lives at the top of the lane, and he denies seeing it. However, suddenly she noticed he'd moved his bins out of sight when they were usually stored at the side of his house in full view. Okay. So she had to use dirty bins for two weeks until the next collection date. Lo and behold, her bin was back there and was dusty and full of home decor rubbish. The suspicious mm. neighbour, by the way, had been papering in his living room. Oh, hello, the plot thickens. She set her teenage son the task to listen for the bin lorry and to grab her bin back ASAP and yeah. wash it. She has since bought more stickers and now the name of a house is on every side of the bin and there is an unresolved tension between her and the thief stroke neighbour. Stroke suspect. Yeah. Any tips how she can move on from this? Can this relationship be repaired? Tricky, Ooh, isn't it? It seems one. like she's made a decision, doesn't it? Yes. That, that yeah. He definitely 
borrowed the bin for a week just to fill it with newspapers and stuff. Yeah, and, not, and, and whatever else is happening, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, I would say, you know, being, mm. uh, being a father and a sometime Buddhist, uh, you know, that forgiveness mm. is in all of us. Um, mm. But I think on this occasion, no. I think, I think on this occasion, get a load of fish heads, throw them in his yeah. bin. I think but so. But only it's... after the... Because the thing is, she's been proud. So that means she will get to the yes. bins when they've been emptied before they will, mm. you know? So theirs will be empty. But yeah, just throw yeah. a couple of fish heads in there. I would like to, I would like to help you resolve it, uh, but I just think this means war, to be honest. I think, and, yeah, uh, I, I think it's going to escalate. I think I revenge... Think, I think maybe put a window through. <laughs> is that too much? Is that too much? Um, uh, well... You know, I'm not you saying could, I'm not condoning. It. I'm just saying, and also we don't know these people, so I'm, you know, don't don't tell them I said it. But I'm just thinking, yeah, we only got one side of the story, haven't we? Well, that's true. It could have been a you genuine I mean? mistake. The there could be another it. story. Somebody saying I've been wallpapering all day. I was exhausted, and the next thing, and yeah. neighbours shouting at me about dust in her wheelie bin, and she mm. water, jet washes it. And I'm like, well, who jet washes a bin? And yeah, I'm exhausted. Yeah. I've been painting. You know what I mean? We've only got one. And could have just lost somebody. Maybe through. someone's died and he's not thinking yeah. straight. Yeah, I get that. But I think just maybe one little window. Not a massive, not a big central so you window. Want, like if, if you've got a lot like sometimes Like a warning little, window. Yeah, there's sometimes on a on a door, front door, there's one little yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sort of thing. And then, If there's like more said, than the one, go, go a low one. Yeah. Yeah, Hello, and easily fixable. Window. One you don't need a ladder to fix. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I would... Um, yeah, I'd, I'd maybe just... I'd start with that and then just see... See how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> start with putting a window through. See yeah. how it goes. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you've got any bin problems uh, that you need uh, fixing, uh, <laughs> give us a shout. Yeah. Um, or even if you just made an observation on bins, we're, we're always happy to bring this feature back. Uh, so, Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Jason Manford. There's a story in the paper this week, Steve, about uh, the British citizen test. Oh, yeah. You know, like if people are coming over, they've got to take a test. Yes, yeah, so uh, if they yeah, want to yeah. gain British citizenship, they must pass this twenty-four uh, question test with a series of multiple-choice questions. Uh, mm. You need eighteen or more uh, to get it correct. Um, okay. It's supposed to check that person living in the UK has learnt enough about British society. Yeah. Um, although, of course, if you're born here already, you, you don't know. need to know. You don't yeah. need to know yeah. any of this. Yes. Okay. Um, so uh, I've, I've chosen four questions from it. Oh, are you going to ask the me? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check if you, you deserve to be here, otherwise you're going to get deported at the end of the show. Right. So, well, I'm in, I'm in Malta anyway, so... Oh, yeah. Just stay here. <laughs> stay there, yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, question number one. Which major development occurred in the UK in the 1960s? Was it A, a children's rights law reform, B, currency decimalisation, or C, divorce law reform? How's that in the quiz? I mean, decimalisation is like 68, isn't it? Or something like that. So it's, probably, it's probably that one, isn't it? But, I mean, yeah, I'll go with that. Is that okay, that? well, I'm, I'm afraid, Mr Edge, you're wrong on this one. It was divorce oh. law reform. So, but at this point, I'll be looking around at my colleague. Yeah. So, <laughs> just <give me> two. <laughs> closing my <me> suitcase. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay, well, let's... in the suitcase. I need, I need to get my stuff out. You know, let's go with, a, let's go with another one. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's go with another one, and hopefully you can. Um, we'd we'd really like you to stay in this country. We feel like you offer a, a lot to the UK, so. Let's I want to stay now. You people keep, don't seem. Keep, 
good guys. <laughs> Keep fingers crossed. Are we the bad guys? Uh, question two. Mm. Who was an important British inventor in the 20th century? Was it A, Tim Berners-Lee, B, George Stevenson, or C, Isambard Kingdom Brunel? I mean, they were all important. In, in, the in the 20th century. century. Well, it's got to be Tim Berners-Lee, hasn't it, with the old internet there? There you go, correct, yes. It was Tim <laughs> Berners-Lee, well done. <sighs> OK, everyone, everyone in the room... Stevenson's Rocket, Stevenson's Rocket, and, yeah, okay. I'm all right. Right, okay. Even if I got it wrong, could I, mm. could I try and save myself by going, Stevenson's Rocket, who's the first train, the first steam... I'm first afraid steam that's not one of the questions, no, you're just so, saying words. Uh, OK. So I wonder if... Um, do you get, like, a phone a friend and, like, can you ask the audience and stuff at this? Yeah. Just if, oh, like I, think it. I think it's Brunel. I think it's Brunel. He did Bristol Temple Meet Station, and the light shines through it on his birthday, apparently. Yep, I'll go with him. Question three. Uh, what do pressure and lobby groups do in British politics? Do they A, organise violent protests, B, attempt to influence government policy, or C, help MPs with constituency work? Lobbying. It sounds like so throwing pre- stuff, doesn't it? So pre- <laughs> <laughs> it always lobbying stuff. These yeah, lobby groups. The, 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 the anarchy one. No, it's the second one, isn't it, probably? Second one. Attempt to influence government policy. That's correct, so that's correct. Mm. I think we're all right. Hey, Nigel, Nigel. Right. Yeah, I think we'll get a certificate. I think we're all right with this guy. Can I uh, question four, milliliters bag back with all my 100 milliliter stuff in? <laughs> question number four. Uh, after the 2010 general election, what type of government was formed? Was it A, a national government, B, all-party government, C, a one-party government, or D, a coalition government? What do you think it was, uh, Mr Edge? Uh, it was a coalition government, wasn't it? Oh, thank God. Oh, God uh, save our noble king. You're in. Get on your feet, lad. Get on your feet. I'm on my feet. I didn't know we had to stand up. Ah, tricked you at the end. You're out. You have to stand up when the national anthem comes on. Get out. <laughs> oh, man. That's, um, that's some tough ones there, though. Mm, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Some, I, um, I thought it'd be more like telly addicts and it'd be like questions about, you know, who was in EastEnders, whose body did they find in EastEnders in the first episode. I thought it was going to yeah. be some, more, more like that. What was Blockbusters? <laughs> 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 there were hexagons, five across, four down. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, it should be, like, it should be that. Who what hosted are... Bullseye? <laughs> yeah. What oh. are bread rolls called in Leeds? Oh, no, that's, you know I mean? that's, be... <laughs> that's <laughs> war, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it a lot of people will be kicked out with that. It's a cob, it's a bam, shut up! I mean, every, we'd all be kicked out for that. <laughs> yeah. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. We're joined this morning by, well, Hollywood star now. Jack Whitehall, no less. Jack, morning. Hey, morning. Thanks for having me on. Not at all, mate. Not at all. It is so funny when I... I, se- I think I sent you a message a little while back just to say, uh, you know, how proud we are and how brilliant you- you're doing. Um, it seems so s- mad when I think back to... We worked together on Tonightly, which feels yeah. like last century. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And that yeah, must have been your, like your first TV job, I think. Yeah, that was definitely one of my first TV jobs. And I remember I, I mean, an inauspicious start, I did a segment on the show where I did like a fake chat show called oh, Jack yeah. Whitehall Investigates, which was like me playing um, a version of Jeremy Kyle. And then we had a load of punters in and then there would be well, like fake bell, yeah. <laughs> real life stories. I always remember there was one and it stuck with me. <laughs> there was we did a fake story about a man that 
had had a, a penis transplant and then the guy that he got the penis from had woken up and wanted his penis back <laughs> and it was me bringing that guy out onto the studio floor and then all of these people debating the ethics of whether or not he should get his penis back. <laughs> it was it was very highbrow it was very yeah. highbrow it was very channel four uh, 11 o'clock at night kind of tonally <laughs> it very much was um but of course you got you got on from strength to strength since, uh, since, since well i don't know i feel like fair. it's been downhill since the it's hard to it's yeah. hard to match that isn't it when you sort of i want i mean and also you don't know who's seen it you know you could rock <laughs> up and well the rock for example could be like hey the i saw rock, that yeah. thing with the penis <laughs> yeah it was the first thing that we said i said to him by the way i've just got to get this off my chest i i'm a huge wrestling fan and i remember first seeing you at wrestlemania and he said yes well i am a big comedy fan and i used to watch tonightly avidly and <laughs> that penis transplant sketch i mean it's one of my favorites <laughs> Oh man, it's been great watching you, Jack, and uh, you're smashing it live. Um, the, the the film you've got a new film out. I've seen that trailed a lot as well uh, recently. Um, that's is that out this that's out in this month. This is it? summer, month? Yeah, 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 yeah. Next month, yeah. Next month, um, it's out in America uh, yesterday, and then yeah, it's coming out in uh, the UK on Amazon this summer. So yeah, that that was a fun one to do. Yeah, um, you got to play like two two people in that essentially. Yeah, I play myself and then I play like a robot double of myself as well, which was quite a challenge, um, <laughs> especially as it was very much like independent filmmaking and there was not a massive CGI budget. Um, okay. <laughs> and like, I mean, I've done a lot of like that CGI stuff before where you're acting in front of a green screen and you've got uh, you know, a tennis ball on a stick and then they go away and a year later, oh, everything geez, looks amazing. <laughs> yeah, like magically they've used a load of computer programs to make it look great but this was yeah. not that this was literally just you doing one side of the scene running off set changing your clothes and then running back on and doing the other side of the scene <laughs> to an empty space uh so it was a bit of a leap of Old faith that they would, yeah. yeah exactly that they would but you've it seen good. it and you're happy with it yeah yeah it looks all right, it looks all right. <laughs> great that's that's robots that's out uh at the uh this summer in july uh but the one thing we want to know about is the tour so you've you, you're back on tour you've done massive tours uh over the last few years you, uh, jack white will get around in 14 and, and at large in 17 450,000 uh people saw you in 2019 uh what is this new tour is it about anything or is it just you uh just smashing it as usual well, yeah, no, it's it's called Settle Down because uh, a lot of life has happened since I toured last and I've of met course. my partner and moved into a house, got a little uh, ridiculous dog and uh, <laughs> now there is also a child on the way. So we it feels hear. like I'm in a very yeah. different part of my life to where I was, uh, you know, four or five yeah. years ago. And so, yeah, it's sort of reflecting on that and this uh, transition into fully-fledged adulthood. <laughs> but, yeah, I can see it. But you know what's great about that is, from like from my own point of view, is your, your audience are, are getting older with you as well, you know? Yeah. And so, so they're going through the same things that you're... But if you're still on stage, you know, in your sort of mid-30s, you know, still giving it the same laddie stories 
uh, that you were giving it in your 20s, you start to sound like this guy needs to sort his life out, you know? <laughs> so- oh my God, I'm so pleased you said that, Jason, because I honestly, like, I had that moment of realisation because I, I had this, well, I had more than one. I had a couple of anecdotes that were about like that kind of drunken hijinks <laughs> and I was telling them proudly on stage and then I had one night where I stopped and I was like, Oh my god! I I don't think I can do this material anymore. <laughs> like it's I'm true. about to become a dad, and like by the time <laughs> yeah. this comes out on a Netflix special, I will be a dad. And this yeah. material, if not now, within a couple of years, is going to be so tragic. Like yeah. and I had this, this moment <laughs> of self like reflection on stage, yeah. and, and I was in the middle of a gig. Show. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of what the whole thing is. It's it's all about like that. It's like uh, you know, sort of transitioning out of that like period of feckless misadventure that was my 20s into um being something that like like is more recognizable as a grown yeah yeah i think that's right i think it's you know and and as i said the audience i think uh are going through that as well you know we all have that moment where you think oh my gosh like i've 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 got old you know (laughs) how did this and it's overnight it's not even a gradual process it's like (laughs) instantaneous like I, i was in fact i was only saying it the other day to my wife where um, I said, it's, we've gone from saying goodnight, like now I say goodnight to my children, but it's me going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's flipped round now. Like, how's this happened? <laughs> so the tour, uh, is the tour ready to go? Are you, are you, is it all written and, 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 and you're yeah. ready to get out there? Yeah, I mean, actually, I've had a, quite a long time of prep for this one, not, more so than right. normal, because I started writing it last year. Um, I was doing this show in, in America called The After Party, which was like, it went on for like five months and it was shot during COVID and they kept having to stand the crew down because everyone kept getting COVID and it oh, meant that I had God. so much free time and I was like, I think I might get back up on stage and just start doing some yeah, stand up again. Productive. So it was very, it was a very productive period for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I did loads of gigs and then really like got bitten by the bug again and fell back in love with doing stand up. And, and then, yeah, I've basically been doing like warm ups and, and touring the show in little clubs and theatres and stuff for, for the last six months. And yeah, it's, it's really ready to go. It's also, I think, audiences that have maybe seen me at my last hurt will be relieved to hear and I blame you entirely for this, by the way, Jason. That I, will not, I, I, will, I will not be singing in this show. Like, your pivot Aww. into musical theatre, I think, was the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened for me. Because I saw that and I was like, I should be doing more musical theatre. I have yes. a lovely singing voice. You and do. then in every single show that I did, I tried to crowbar in a musical number. I just don't have the vocal range for it i i have i'm tone deaf i cannot sing i love the idea of it yeah i love the idea of having like a sprinkle of like musical theater um in the show but i don't think anybody else does <laughs> that was certainly <laughs> the feedback <laughs> so there's no singing in this yeah show. I, I, I must say i have kept this even now i still can't work out a way of fusing those two things together like I see, they are very much two different parts of uh, of my my life you never have you never have a musical number in in a in a stand-up I mean, on the last tour i did I, we, we finished with assembly bangers which was uh a, a sort of a rave version of songs that we used to sing uh oh, nice it, it's, yeah which we started on the radio but and that was sort of all right but yeah it's very hard to to go from uh jokes about your penis and shopping <laughs> at, at tesco to uh right here's a lovely song from les miss <laughs> <laughs> 
is quite the crowbar. Yeah. I mean, you've just basically described my last tour, which was jokes about, well, not your, not your penis, but my penis. And to be yeah. fair, mainly shopping at Waitrose and then a musical number. <laughs> Well, look, I've looked forward to it. You, you, you start in, um, I think you start now, though. You start in May, is that, was that right? Yeah, yeah, start in May. Um, and then, yeah, doing a couple of weeks of theatres and then, yeah, everywhere all around the ones. country. Yeah, so, yeah. We, so people can see you in some smaller places, which is always nice, isn't it? Intimate, working, yeah. uh, working on the show. Uh, some great theatres, uh, the Guildhall in Portsmouth, um, Corn Exchange in Cambridge, Roland Dern gets one of my favourites in, in Northampton. Yeah, Even getting out to places like Norwich and Hull and Plymouth, but not, not everybody gets to. Uh, Bath, Basingstoke, Brighton, Bournemouth, Leeds, Glasgow, Sheffield. Uh, and then you and then you hit the at the arenas, yes. Yeah. So you've got Brighton Centre, uh, First Direct Arena. This is all in, in uh, June. Sheffield three, Arena. Three nights in the Brighton Centre, you'll notice as well. Three nights? Which now does look like I've only done that because they've finally got a Soho house in Brighton. But I would like yeah. to quash that rumour. Yeah, and it's right near the it's right, it's near, right next to the venue as well. as well it's the only um city that i'm spending three nights in and it does <laughs> really look like that was a conscious decision but that's not this, what i'm like jason no the, you know what this tour looks like this looks like a tour of a man who's just found out how expensive children are <laughs> <laughs> somebody's told him you know they cost like 100 grand before they're 18 <laughs> you've gone okay yeah, three, nights, three, three nights, nights. <laughs> three nights it's also it's also um apparently a lot of comedians have told me that have got kids that i've pitched it completely wrong by doing it you know before the baby comes and that you want oh. to do it six months after the baby is born because then you'll really appreciate that night in hull um, oh but there is that yes yeah. there is that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess so. When when is when is baby due? Do you... September. September. Okay, so this tour will be done and dusted. Then you'll have a, a bit of uh, time uh, to, to 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 appreciate being a, being a father His in father. the autumn. And yeah. then I'll then I'll do the second leg, and I'll be back at the whole bonus. Back out. I think you've done it at the right time, to be honest, because this whole process at the moment, you know, this sort of get, get settling down, and I think that's fine. And then you've got another tour because as soon as baby gets here. You, you, there's another half an hour there, just, yeah. just straight away. So you'll yeah. you'll, you'll be writing your next tour, <laughs> in, in, no, like soon after, uh, and then you finish three nights at uh, at the O2 in London as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Amazing. Great. That's that's July fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth. Uh, for details, get on to uh, Jack's website, jackwhitehall.com for more information. Uh, of course, ticketmaster.co.uk forward slash Jack Whitehall for those tickets uh, for those um, the, the intimate gigs. I'm sure they'll be nearly sold out, but do go and have a little look for those. And of course, the, the arenas uh, plus the three nights in Brighton and uh, at the O2 as well. Uh, I've got to ask you before you go, uh, Jack. Um, do, do you still are you still writing with your pal Freddie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still writing with Freddie. He um, he writes and directs the the kind of rebooted Bad Education, which I produce now. And uh, yeah, we we write a few um, uh, scripted things. And yeah, That's still brilliant. I, re I still remember him coming on set at uh, Tonightly. You were like <laughs> yeah. pals uh, on yeah. the on the on the show there. And, uh, and I thought, God, even then, I was thinking, because what? How old are you on Tonightly? You must have been. A teenager, I think. Yeah, yeah, I was like 18, 19. Yeah. 18, 19. <laughs> and uh, and then this young this young comic rocks up and he's already got a writer with him. And I was like, who's this guy? He's, a, he's an absolute pro. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> mean, go far. 
introducing Freddie as my writer was probably, uh, yeah, I, I was slightly <laughs> gilding the lily back then. He was just my friend from the same dormitory or boarding school. I thought was quite intelligent because he'd gone to Cambridge. I was like, yeah, I'll bring him along. <laughs> Stick with him. <laughs> A Cambridge education and his first job was writing the penis transplant sketch. His parents were over the moon. <laughs> Well, look, Jack, good luck, mate. Good luck with everything. I hope Robots goes well. I hope the tours are smasher. Like I said when I messaged you a, f- a few months ago, we're really proud of you just to see how Thank well you're you so doing. How it's great when one of your own, uh, one of our own uh, absolutely smashes it out there. So just keep on going and we'll see you next time. All right, Jack Thanks, Whitehall, mate. everybody. Great to speak to you. Yeah. It's Mental Health Awareness Week this week, Steve. Mm, Are you aware of your own mental health? Well, as much as you can be, trying the best, you you know. Yeah, but we we're good, aren't we? We always we chat, don't we? You got to chat, it. Yeah, I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? I think if anything, we probably chat too much. We're probably the other we're we're on the other side of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, all right, give it a rest, lads. But it's good, I think, for 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 blokes to have a chat, especially as well, because we just do not chat at all. uh, You know, in general men about various things. I think it's good to have it. I've got a couple of mates who, like if I rang them and went, everything all right? You know, you've got to ask about four times before yeah. Yeah, they actually, the yeah, you actually get the answer. So that, I think that's a good trick that if you ever get a chance to, if you can feel somebody's holding something in, uh, do persevere, I would say. Um, I'm doing a gig tomorrow night, actually, for uh, Gareth Richards, who uh, is a brilliant comedian, um, Friend of the station, a friend of uh, Frank Skinner, of course, uh, Gareth Richards, who was um, who sadly passed a few weeks uh, ago. He was involved in an accident on the way back from uh, one of his shows, uh, back to his family, young family as well. So we're doing a show uh, tomorrow. There is a there is a money raising just giving page uh, as well uh, for Gareth, but this one is actually for uh, Mind. It was a charity that he was. Um, linked with and uh, did lots of work for himself. So we're doing a show uh, tomorrow night and that's with Tim Vine and Milton Jones and myself and it's just a night full of laughs uh, to to raise some money uh, for mine. It's at the Big Belly Comedy Club, uh, which is South Lambeth Place uh, in London. So um, I'll be whizzing there after after my rehearsals uh, tomorrow and uh, and having having a good old chuckle. I can't wait. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm not done a proper gig for ages and with other comics on the bill. It's always it's just always fun. I think you know. Yeah. And, and there's something about doing a comedy event, even after the a sort of a tragedy and you know after a death like that as well. So, you know, you know when people use that phrase like it's what they would have wanted. You yeah. know, people sort of say it like almost flippantly sometimes, don't they? It's what they would have wanted. But that this this is genuinely what uh, he would have wanted. And, it, and it's what his family uh, want as well. So uh, we're going to put this gig on uh, tomorrow night, raise money uh, in memory of Gareth Richards for Mind. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. It's time. Hit it with your best fact. Fire away. That's right, hit me with your best fag, mama. Oh, well, thank you very much, thank you very much. Uh, Hit me with your best facts is the game we play every week here, where all you've got to do is hit us with your best facts by emailing it to jason at absoluteradio.co.uk and you could win yourself a Jason Manford Show mug, 
Uh, if you could wow us with your amazing fact. But, Steve, what are the parameters? Well, we want a nugget of a fact. Ideally, we want something that we want to Google, basically. We want to Google it. We want to know more. We want a little nugget. Yeah. And also, it's nice to have a fact that we can throw around in. Slip you know, it in, as it were. Yeah, like what's what, what's current at the moment with the weather? I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. Eurovision. This morning. Gone, maybe this yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. If you've got any facts about those two, that'd be great. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Yeah, that'd be Twitter's great. full of it. <laughs> Not sure how many facts are on there, but yeah. No, here we go. So, uh, Martin Chapman has messaged us. Uh, here is a best fact to go with your breakfast chat from last week. Mm. Black pudding is classed as mm. a superfood. A superfood? I thought he was going to say a fruit then. It's cla- you know when people do that? It's classed <laughs> as a fruit. You know when people blow your mind? Do you know what I heard the other day? Strawberries are nuts. Did you hear that? I heard that the other Shut day. Up. Strawberries are not nuts. Google is strawberry a nut right now. It's mad. Is strawberry? Hold on, I forgot to spell strawberry. Strawberry. <laughs> strawberry. How, Google. How do you spell strawberry? <laughs> a nut. A nut. Are strawberries nuts? Yes, yeah, strawberries are See? nuts from a botanical Mad. standpoint. The red part yeah. is classified as an aggregate accessory fruit. The strawberries, true yeah, fruits, the are seeds actually of the, the nuts, are the little you know. yellow seed like bits on the outer surface. You know what I mean. So if you had a nut allergy and had a strawberry, you wouldn't be able to have it. I don't it. know. Raspberries apparently fall into the same category. It blew me mind the other day. Somebody mentioned Give it. And I was like, shut up. That, and then, yeah. So that's what I thought you were going to say. Black pudding. Black what? So, pudding. So, you, so you're on, a, you're on an aeroplane yeah. and it comes over. Sorry, someone can, on this flight has a, a peanut allergy. Yes. So uh, no, please. You're sat there eating strawberries. Eating strawberries. Mate, did you not hear the message? You haven't eaten strawberries. Yeah, you, they're nuts, mate. Imagine on a, and you wouldn't be able to Google You're it. You're nuts, mate. Thirty thousand feet. So you'd have to just go. What? You think strawberries are nuts? Yeah. Never guess what happened on the plane. You still eating that strawberry? Yeah, I'm still eating. <laughs> Couldn't swallow it. I've got a nut allergy. So anyway, so black, black pudding, pudding is, is one superfood. Class as a superfood. Is it? I don't see any of the, you know, the, you know, Joe Wicks banging on about black pudding. No, you know, the healthy eating guys. Yeah, maybe that's the that's the future though. Oh, well, there you go. Mm. Uh, Gavin Allen has said the other week you had a fact about a real Lego bridge. Well, here in the UK there is a bridge made from Meccano, and I walk over it many times each week. Oh, that's better, I think. I'd be more I'm, confident with the Meccano bridge. I saw the Lego bridge. I wasn't that convinced it was made out of Lego bricks. I thought it was just designed to look like Lego bricks. Okay. I googled it, but a Meccano bridge, yeah, nuts and bolts. Yeah, because that's bigger Meccano, isn't it? Makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, of course. Mm, okay. Totally makes sense. I like that. A uh, couple of good ones to start us off with there. Uh, Barry Potts. Uh, supermarket apples are up to one year old when they hit the shelves. What are they? What? what? No, that sounds like a conspiracy theory, not a what, fact. So they've just been sort of, <laughs> yeah. What have they just been sort of like maturing in it? I didn't know it. I, I know they last a while, the apple, but. Oh, year. do you think he means like from, like they've they're been on good. the tree. It's, they've not been off the tree for a year. Right, that seems too long, doesn't it? No, that's. Read super- it out again. What's it say? Supermarket apples are up to one year old when they hit the shelves. But does he mean from the moment well, they I mean- become a pip? Well, I mean, that's how long an apple takes to grow, isn't it? About that's what season. I mean. So, but that's yeah. like how, how that's, that's not how a fact, I... though, is it? Or is he saying they've been 
taken down when they're a bit green and they've sat there and they've ripened for a year. No, because look how long they last in your kitchen, 30 minutes. No, they last a while, an apple. You get an apple in the right temperatures. Mm. Mm. I think he means from... It can't mean from the moment from they're pip picked. to pick. Yes, exactly. That's no. a good. Um, that's a good advertising slogan. That is a good, really fresh. Out. That sounded from like pip, it was one. From pip to pip already. You should. <laughs> from pip you to should pick. Get, mate. Write that down now. The perfect. The perfect. What's your favourite apple? Um, like a like a green one. Jazz. I like a jazz, jazz apple. I just like the gold? name. I just like the jazz apple. The jazz apple. Like, yeah. It's called a jazz <laughs> apple. It, just it sounds bit, like a yeah, euphemism, though, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the ball just bounced up right in his jazz apple. <laughs> it does sound Got him right in his jazz apples. Just on the corner of his jazz apple. <laughs> he went down like a sack, sack of jazz apples. <laughs> yeah, it does sound, does sound a bit naughty. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. We're real music. Matters. Um, we've had some good facts already. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got there's a bridge made out of Meccano. Um, black puddings are classed as a, a super fruit. Barry Potts told us that supermarket apples are up to one years old when they hit the shelves. And Adem, who does the uh, the, the clarification uh, mm-hmm. process on facts, uh, tells us that no, it's not from pip to apple. It, it genuinely apples are uh, are in a warehouse to nine then, to twelve then- months. Stored in like an ambient temperature to nine so months for fresh fruit. Mm, he's ah, not fresh fruit. That ain't but fresh. Al- but also, they stay at an ambient temperature, don't they? But as soon as you bruise one, that, that's it. They're oh, done, it's over. It's Imagine over. if they've been in there for like six months, then somebody like yeah. clumsy walked in, knocked a few. Like, oh, well done, mate. Yeah, <laughs> that's the old harvest gone. Got wait another year now. Gosh, that's mad, isn't it? Mad. Okay, well, um, well, that's, that's a good one. Good one. I mean, that's yeah, certainly got us talking. Yeah. Brendan Burnside uh, says, if tradition hadn't changed, then King Charles would be served his coronation breakfast by the owners of Addington House near Croydon. This would have been a type of porridge containing, amongst other things, spiced chicken. Well, this this was originally part of the ceremony, was, a, was it? Yeah, like, this was way, originally part. Yeah. You can't keep the bits that you want. It should no. be all of it. It was eight hours long as it is. You might as well go, oh. that in here's the king eating his porridge with chicken in. I just had it. I want to see that. Yeah. I just had it on in the background. Oh, I had it on in the background. Listen, I've said this to you before. I'm yeah. I'm not anti royal, I'm not a royalist, but if somebody says, Hey, put on that on and he, he can have a you can have a glutted cream scone, I'll be like, and a, Yeah, and a God day save off. the king. Yeah, God save him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh Luke Merrifield, uh there are enough restaurants in New York City for one person to eat out every night for seventy seven years and never no. visit the same place twice. Really? Oh, that's a good one. 77 years. Yeah, because you've got all those little ones, haven't you, that? Yeah, but also, like, you know, in 77 years, one would close, a new one would open. Yeah. <laughs> it goes on forever, doesn't it? Yeah, you'd never stop. Well, you'd never stop. That's a good one, that. Mm, Quite that like is that. a good one. Yeah. Uh, James Barry uh, says, after movie studios decline Monty Python and the Holy Grail, it was instead financed by Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Genesis, Jethro Tull and Elton John, all of whom saw it as a good tax write-off. Mm, that's it, isn't it? Did you know that? That's a good one. Yeah, yeah they, had some, they had some mates, didn't they, in the music industry? That's, yeah, I suppose that's, and George Harrison, obviously, had made films and all that as well. So mm. you could throw the Beatles in, couldn't you, as well? well yeah. 
Yeah. Good one, that. Yeah. I like that. Uh, and Angela Bowen says, bats eat so many insects, they save the US more than $3 billion a year in pesticides. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Thanks, good. bats. Thanks, bats. Thanks, bats. Are doing I'm over job. here. Um, I heard a thing. I don't think this is a... Well, I say it's a fact, but... Yeah. Um, it was one of those sort of like... You know, like personal trainers on social media. I don't know if you follow any of them. No. Um, I know, you probably don't, but I've sort of started to follow a few, you know, just because you sort of get interested in uh, mm. in them. And, sharing, uh, yeah. yeah, sort of. A lot of them are very sweary. Are they? Oh, they're really sweary, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, no, I'm not, you don't need that. I'm not a prude, might, Steve. <laughs> no, but you <laughs> might have a delicate temperament. You're like, all right, I'm trying my best to do the press-up. Stop calling me that. My mother was a saint. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, they're very, they're very... Um, but anyway, one of the things I read was um, that strawberries, funny enough to bring the strawberry back... Mm, um, the old nut. Uh, yeah, the old nut. Um, yeah. Top... This is what this guy said, right? He went, he went the strawberry, uh, it, it remains at the top of the pesticide list. There's so many pesticides used on strawberries. Listen to this. This is word yeah. for word what he said. There's yeah. so many straw... There's, <laughs> there's so many pesticides used on strawberries that they got a harvest of strawberries, they, uh, they mushed them all down, and then they were still able to use that mush as pesticide. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. But what? But for what purpose, though? Because I mean, you still can't eat the next batch. I mean, what's it's just well, a, that's what he said. But the, it wow. is right. The, there's, uh, I, th I think it's in America rather than it's the UK. It's in America, yeah, because yeah, because you know, I've but, been, um, we've all been strawberry picking. I mean, I'm sure there's a bit of pesticide going on, but I'd say like one in ten is just there's a rotten strawberry there at the bottom. Mm. Somebody, you know. Yeah, so. I'd like to know what the UK version is, but yeah, in in America, strawberries top the list of fruits and vegetables with the most pesticides. So he is a bit, a bit correct, but why I'm is he getting sure involved could... in that? He's a personal trainer. What's that got to do with him? Because it's like organic and food. They're all. So he's all saying, don't eat a strawberry. He's saying, look, strawberries unless you're growing your own, don't go near them, mate. Give us an alternative, mate. I've been doing press ups for ten minutes. Almonds. Okay. There's an, uh, there's an alternative sense. to the strawberry. Yeah. Well, it's a nut, isn't it? Yeah, yeah so, exactly. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Probably almonds, uh, probably not a nut. When you Google it, it says almonds and fruit. And you're like, oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> probably, who knows what anything is anymore? It's like, oh, bananas, yeah, they're lizards. You're like, yeah, oh, they, shut yeah. up. <laughs> oh, superfruit. It's uh, superfood. It's, yeah, black pudding. Yeah, that's the best one. Fried bread. It's all gone mad this super morning. Food. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. This is... Matters. Good morning, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. What are you laughing at? Are you laughing? I'm just laughing. I've just Googled his arm and the nut because we just said it, and apparently yeah. it's not. It doesn't is fit it the definition of a nut. No. What is it? In botany terms, nuts are strictly a particular dry fruit that has a single seed. Peanuts and almonds do not meet the botanical definition yeah, of a true nut. Yeah, because peanuts like a legume or whatever, isn't it? So. Oh, God. Mad. What am I eating? What's going I'm on? Do you know what? I'm so glad I've got a, not got a nut allergy because I, I wouldn't know what to on. eat. Yeah. What about coffee beans? They like are seeds. they not? Are they? Are they not a nut or something? A roasted bean? A beans legume in it? I don't know what's going on. So nobody rings. Nobody listens to our show to learn anything. No, no, and they, um, and they definitely come away learning, feeling like they've lost information. <laughs> yes. Um, although Kelly Riggle tells us, Kelly Riggle, Riggle, what a name. Oh, I like Kelly Riggle. Kelly Riggle. She goes, she tries to check in hotel and they go, oh, it's all fully butts now. And she goes, any, uh, any Riggle room? 
And they go, oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could, so we've got, yeah, we've got a spare room, you can have that one. Yeah. But again, Steve, as I yeah. said, it's one of my favourite games to play. Where what did, did the surname <laughs> originate? What, what did was Kelly the ancestors Riggle's do? do? <laughs> yeah. What, what was going on there? Why is he called Riggle? Oh, is it, Kelly, is it, a, is it well, Kelly, it could be girl up. We don't know, do we? It's or, one of those, yeah. You know, it could be one of those yeah. names. Pretty good. Uh, humans share 50% of their genes with a banana. Yeah. All right. I mean, and a banana's okay. a nut, yeah? Okay. <laughs> bananas, yeah, who knows? No, bananas are bad for you now. I don't know. Are they? Maybe. Yeah. Don't eat bananas before bed, apparently. Potassium really? Is that a thing now, Potassium gives you nightmares. Oh, yeah, but everyone knows that things that give you nightmares, like cheese, and goes, oh, I'll just have a bit of cheese for a little bit. Anyway. Give myself a little treat. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Lee tells us uh, in 1958, two pilots, Robert Tim and Jim Cook, flew an aircraft for more than two months without landing. How did they refuel? How did they eat? How did they do their business? Why don't you Google to find out more? Oh. All right, Jordan. I know, but that's pretty. That's like that's a little like perfect. teaser. It's all there, isn't it? He's a all the teaser. questions we were asking. Yeah. And then... Hmm. How did they refuel? Well, yeah, how, no, I don't know. <laughs> I was about to answer it and then realised I didn't know. <laughs> you thought they'd find an airplane that runs on urine. Is that what you, that what you were going with? <laughs> maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I've been on, a, I've been on an airplane that got refuelled mid-flight. How did they do that? Yeah, so they got it was like a military flight and they had another... Aeroplane come out and refuel it midair. That can't be right, can it? <laughs> I mean, that's what they do, mate. <laughs> I know, but it can't. It can't be right. Is a fella like just floating in midair with the, with the nozzle in, going, "Oh, it's windy." <laughs> How much do you want in this? Yeah. Just stick a. You've got to put in, your mate. card in first if you're going to pay. <laughs> you paying in the kiosk? You're paying at the, the, the pump. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got all that. Get off your phone. You know what I mean? All that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay. good one. Pretty good. Uh, and last one, uh, Jack says, did you know the longest word in English is 189,819 letters long and takes three hours to say? <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, we can't even reveal that, can we? Even no. if they won. We ain't got the time. It's no, the show, isn't it? Next no. week, we'll be saying that word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> yeah. We need to pick a winner, Steve, for our yeah, Hit Me With Your Begs fact this week. Uh, I'll have a rattle through and you okay. can have a think. Uh, Martin told us that black puddings are a superfood. Gavin told it. us about a Meccano bridge. Barry told us about apples staying in... Um, and Barry told us about apples uh, being up to one year old when they hit the shelves. Brendan mm. told us uh, that uh, the king, if the tradition was still true, would have had uh, porridge containing spiced chicken. Uh, it's part mm. of the tradition. Coronation chicken, uh, isn't it? Coronation chicken, yeah. Luke Merrifield, uh, there are enough restaurants in New York for one person to eat out every night for 77 years and not visit the same place twice. Monty mm. Python and the Holy Grail was funded, part funded by Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, amongst others. Uh, Angela Bowen told us that, uh, that bats help save the US more than $3 billion a year in pesticides. 50% of our genes are shared with a banana, according to Miss Riggle. Mm. And Jordan Lee uh, told us about uh, the two pilots who flew an aircraft for more than two months without landing. Uh, and Jack told us about the longest word, 189,000 plus letters long. So, Steve, what do you reckon there? Some crackers this week. I mean, the New York one's great, because I feel great. you could throw that one around. The you Apple can. one's good, but it'd get a bore in the Apple one, wouldn't it? You know, the yeah, Apple's would, really. a year old already. 
I mean, yeah. the phrasing of it all, just the way that the questions were there, so I'm going to have to go with the pilot thing because I do want to Google Jordan it. Jordan Lee, he's know. done very yeah. well there, hasn't he? He's asked the questions. I might yeah. use Alta, Alta Vista or Jeeves rather than Google, just to yeah. mix it up. Bing. Just go old school, yeah. Yeah. Clever, yeah. clever. He's yeah. done well there. He's phrased it in such a way that he's, he's, he's pulled us in, hasn't he, Steve? Yeah, he has, he really has. So Jordan Lee tells us that in 1958, two pilots, Robert Timms, uh, Robert Tim and Jim Cook, flew an aircraft for more than two months without landing. But how did they refuel? How did they eat? How did they do their business? business. Yeah. Uh, The flight endurance world record, Mm. no doubt, Steve. Uh, I've got it up here now. 64 consecutive days without landing. Uh, 150,000 miles. Well. How did they sleep? I mean, they can take it in turns, Paul. Yeah. You wouldn't the, trust them, would you? You wouldn't be surprised to, to know that the, the record still stands uh, yeah. to this day. How uh, did so they refuel? So they actually re- refueled, Steve, it says here. Uh, yeah. Twice daily, a truck fitted with a fuel tank and pump would rendezvous with the aircraft over a straight stretch of closed highway. So they'd go, they'd drop low just above yeah. a highway. Yeah, 20 feet off the ground, use an electric winch to uh, lower a hook and snag the refueling hose. Uh, Tim or Cook would stand on a platform outside the door and insert the hose into the belly tank, taking around three minutes to fill. Over the course of the flight, they refueled 128 times. Oh, so uh, see, you, also... see you on Tuesday! <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. They uh, prepared gourmet meals, but the food had to be chopped up and stuffed into the thermos uh, flasks to get to the pilots. Um, oh, that's amazing. Nice. Wow. 39 days in, the generator failed, so they had no lights, heat or fuel pump. The pair relied on a hand pump to transfer fuel and soon after had to refuel in the dark with no lights or moon. <laughs> they passed like the existing record, does it? Doesn't sound like a laugh, no. Uh, they passed the existing record but decided to keep flying for as long as possible. Uh, but the beginning of February, the spark plugs and combust, uh, combustion chamber were loaded with carbon, making it difficult to climb with a full mm. load after refueling. So they decided to land on the February 7th. But before they could touch down, the paint on the tyres was checked and no scuff marks were found. So they, didn't, they, mm. they knew they'd not landed once. Pretty impressive. Very impressive. That is good. That is good. Well good done, Jordan Lee. Good work, my friend. You uh, played us like a little fiddle as well with all your <laughs> questions. <laughs> he really did. If you want to join in at any point, all you've got to do is email me. Your best facts, Jason at absoluteradio.co.uk. Sunday mornings, 8 till 11. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Thanks for joining us this morning on Absolute Radio. I uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday. What have you got on today, Steve? It's been one day off. Oh, no, nice. it's not. It's oh, not. It it's not. No, no, oh. it's not. We're, oh, we're what in. way to find out? We're in. Oh, no, just got to take it. Oh, we're in. We work Sundays, <laughs> forgot. Oh, well. Oh, well. You've got, at least you're around people you like. Mostly, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Um, I've, uh, I've got to watch my son play football, and it's a beautifully glorious day. And um, and he's go- he's getting good at it now as well, which is makes it a lot easier to watch. Yeah, um, you know it's hard when they're rubbish. Re- as oh, much yeah. as you love your kid, it's like this is a dire game of football. Yeah, my son basically the ball comes near him and he does a theatrical dive to the floor. floor. Oh, okay. Just, well, he's he not really interested in football. He's just he's interested in pretending he's been sort of hurt. He's great. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's an actor. He's an actor. He's an actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He'll go far. He'll go far, that lad. Uh, well, look, enjoy the rest of your day, pal, and I'll see you soon. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, everybody, and we'll see you next week here on Absolute Radio.